Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is, what is good sales training today? I have the perfect expert, my great friend, Leslie Gardner, who is SVP of sales at Insta Mortgage. Leslie's been in the business at Stearns, Prime, and a whole lots of other positions where she was a star. So, Leslie, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Pat. It's my privilege and honor to be here. Thanks for such a warm intro. Well, you're the perfect person to talk about training, and I've known you through many years, and you're an expert trainer, and you have been for a long time, plus you've been in managing. So let's go back to the beginning. How did you get into this business? Oh, my goodness. I think I got into it like most people do. I just kind of fell into it. And uh, it was a time when the economy wasn't doing well and my husband's business was struggling. And so I had a friend who said, hey, you know, we've got a position open in our mortgage department. So I started as a junior processor. Wow. Uh, a time ago. Yeah. And so how did you get into managing? You know, that was interesting. So as a junior processor, and then I became a processor and had a great loan officer. And I ended up telling him, look, please don't touch an application because all I would usually get was a name and a social security number. So I ended up doing everything, taking the applications, processing it, and his builders and his realtors and his customers, I just got to know them really well. And when he laughed, because I had such a, a buildup of, of clientele based on that, and then I would have loan officers saying, well, how did you do that? How did you establish those relationships? What did you do? And so I kind of got a natural following from loan officers as well. And so finally my boss tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you know, we think that you've got some, some great skills in leadership and also developing people, and we'd like to put you in the management role. Well, now you are in the big role, which you're a head of sales at a mortgage company. So what are your challenges in your current position? You know, if I had to break it down, I mean, obviously there's many challenges, but if I had to break it down, I would say there's two things. I would say one external and one internal. And externally uh, is the competition in the marketplace. Everyone is looking for new talent or not necessarily new talent, but talent in producing loan officers. And there's a lot of loan officers who are looking for new homes. And my job is to not only look at the right fit for our company, but also to help them find the right fit for, for them and decide if we're the right company for them. And it has to work for both parties. So, you know, we're not looking to just fill seats. So number one, recruit, recruiting is a challenge in the marketplace today. And then internally, I would say it's helping my loan officers get back into that hunter mindset to get back to actually capturing business. Yeah, that's certainly a big time problem when you've had so much refis and they haven't had to do it. I hear it from many lenders for sure. So Leslie, talk about what trends do you see in our current year in mortgage banking in addition to the world of recruiting? Sure. So you know what? Loan officers are looking, you know, as I mentioned, for new homes. And there's two specific areas that I think that they're looking for. And one is technology and the second is culture. And every company out there is developing and investing in, in the tech world as fast as they possibly can. 
But culture is where I think the smaller companies really have a winning edge. And so for this year, I think the trends that I see is technology is always going to be at the forefront. You're going to see that developing faster than we can keep up with. But I also think culture is going to be a big trend as people are looking at some of the big companies and going, you know, I'm not sure that this is a culture fit for me. Mm-hmm. And they've got the time to kind of step back and think about where do I see myself in the future? Well, do you see many lenders, this is something I see, many lenders define culture as their technology. What are your thoughts on that? I think culture is always about people, always about the people. It's the people you bring on. It's the people you develop and invest in every single day. I think that's where true culture is. And that's where you see people that are gravitating to that because we've become such a tech world. It's become so impersonal. And so I think that that was okay a couple years ago but now i think people especially loan officers want and quite frankly i think they need both that's a good point for sure so talk about you know how do you stay current i mean you've been in this business a long time like myself and it's always changing that's what i love about this business but how do you stay current personally oh my goodness well quite frankly i follow industry experts like you It's very nice. (laughs) You know, over the years, like you said, we've been in this a long time. And over the years, I've developed just a huge network of of people and incredible professionals in our industry, people much smarter than me. And I rely on their insights and their expertise. So I follow them, whether it's blogs or podcasts and, and, you know, things that they write and talk about. And I just try to stay every day. I try to learn something from somebody and it helps keep me sharp and kind of aware of what's going on. Well, that's a good segue into our topic today. And I know that you've personally have been in your background or a trainer and you, uh, besides the management side. So let's talk about good sales training that you think it needs to look like. What, what's your thoughts on that? You know, it's funny because I, I look at sales training and I look at right now, we've got to get back to the basics because we've kind of been sidelined for a couple of years just from the volume that's come at us. And so we haven't had to employ those great sales skills and sales techniques. So I call it going back to blocking and tackling. And if you use what blocking and tackling really means, it's the um, importance of focus and execution in the business world. But I I love that saying, it really kind of came from Vince Lombardi who put it this way. He said, you know, football's about two things. He said, it's about blocking and tackling. He said, I don't care about the formation or new offenses or tricks or defense or whatever it is. But he said, if you block and tackle better than any other team you're playing, you win. And I think that's the strategy we've got to get back to. And in training, I think we have got to emphasize and go back to the basics because that's why our sales teams and our sales forces are going to win. So when you look at the sales training and you know it from developing courses in your background, what do you see as an effective course, what that should look like, and share your thoughts on that. Uh, You know, so it's interesting. So like you said before, this market is always in flux. But there's always going to be a way to map yourself to the top. And so I want I always want to start at the very beginning. And to me, I think the most effective course anyone can start with is getting your loan officers and your sales to think, team to think about where are they going. We haven't had to set goals in years, you know, or in a couple of years at least. 
And so when I talk to people, and I've, I've talked to four loan officers this week, not necessarily at my company, but as I'm out recruiting, and they have no idea where they want to go. And the first thing, they have no idea where they've been. I talked to a couple of them, what'd you do this year? Oh gosh, I don't know. And they're like, well, and I want to do about the same. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I think the very first thing in training is you got to get people to know where they're going. You can't map yourself to the top without knowing exactly what you want to do and how to get there. So we're actually starting a, a focus this next three or four series that I'm going to do. It's all about goal setting. And not only how about goal setting, where do they want to take their business, but how do you actually write a goal properly? So I know it kind of seems simplistic, but I think this is another part of going back to the basics. Let's make sure that we recapture that in everyone's mind so they know where they want to take their business. So I think that's the first focal point you've got to get with. Is there any other components that you think is important? I do. So, you know, you got to know where you're going. you got to know your numbers. And again, I talk to folks that they, they don't know where they've been. They don't know where they want to go. But if you don't know that, you're just being random. So I think it's setting those goals, know where you're going. And then let's not worry about the process goals yet, but what is it going to take for me to get there? And again, simplistic, but how many loan applications do I need to take to reach my goal? How many referrals do I need to generate those applications? And then it's creating that plan. So, you know, we talked about focus and execution. I think the first part of sales training has got to be on the focus, and that's to know where you're going, know your numbers, and know how to plan. What is it going to take to generate the referrals I need? How many do I need? What is it going to take to generate them? And then how are you outlining what you need to tackle each and every day, that execution part of every week, every day, every week, every month, and throughout the year? So when you talk about training, and of course that's in my sweet spot, I do it all every day, and it does seem to me that many lenders aren't really committed to good training. Talk about that, because you've seen it in many different places. I think they talk about it, and they think they'd like to be committed to it. Right. But you're right, they're not. I think it stems from one key component, and that is accountability. So it's easy to talk about the training. It's hard to talk about accountability and how you're actually going to hold salespeople accountable because by and large, people don't like accountability. Right. Um, your top 20% of people who always want to take their business to the next level, they actually kind of buy into that and they like that. But I think when you're talking to management and you talk the training game, you're going to get the head nods. Yep, yep, yep. We know we need it. We know we need it. And then you talk about, but management has to hold them accountable to execution. And that's where the wheels, wheels start coming off because most management doesn't want to do that. Right. Well, you brought a great point that should be a topic unto itself. I had someone that I've known for a long time who's also been in the business for a long time. And he talked about, in his view, that most managers are scared of their sales force. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I think that's true, especially now. Right. Especially now when, you know, refis are pretty much gone. You know, the purchase market, if you get a couple deals, that's great. But you know that, you know, inventory is still low, so there's a fight for every deal. So now you've got loan officers who might be doing two or three loans a month. We need production so bad, you don't want to risk losing any part of it. Right. But I think risk is absolutely part of it because when you're tolerating 
those low producers, what message are you sending to the rest of the team? And so I think the messaging has to be consistent through the organization. These are what our standards are. This is what we're looking for. We're going to help you to get there. But also, there's some th certain things that we're not going to tolerate in our organization just because of the message it sends, how it affects everyone throughout the organization, not only just sales, but let's talk about processing and underwriting and all the way across the board. Well, I think you raised another excellent point, because that's also my opinion, too, that I do think that most managers are scared of their sales force because of this issue of moving on to another lender, which happens as a regular basis uh, in our industry. But what about, especially from a structure standpoint, most lenders leave the training per se up to the local manager. The training and coaching is the responsibility of the local manager. What are your thoughts on that? They're not equipped. <laughs> and, it, and I don't say that in a, in a bad way because I know when I became a manager and it was, hey, it was wonderful, like I told you, I got tapped on the shoulder. We think you've got these great skills. But they put me into a management role and I got absolutely zero training on how to manage. And so, you know, I stumbled through it. I went to the School of Hard Knocks. I think I liked that course so much, I took it two times. Um, but you know what, and thank goodness, I had a sales team that was dedicated to me, and we went through the pain together. But we don't equip our managers how to train on these things, and most of them are not trainers. They're into production, they're into sales. Some of them are, are great at it, some of them are great motivators, they're the rah-rah people, but when it comes down to ta uh, teaching tactics and strategies, they just don't know how to actually get down into the here's how we train, here's how we execute, and most importantly, here's how we hold accountable. So when you look at the local manager, I see companies, in fact, I just had a conversation yesterday with a mortgage banking company that's starting to hire rookies. And of course, the whole idea of establishing accountability is to have it under a local manager. And yet they're expecting that person to succeed who has really not had uh, any training whatsoever except passing the licensing tests. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, goodness. You know, if I was going to start training anywhere, it would be with managers. It would not be with my sales team. Right. It would be managers. And it would be a full leadership program. Because, again, we, you know, we take loan officers. You've got a good production. We're going to put you into a management role. But we don't equip them to do that. So that's where I would start. I would really start with what does a manager need and how are we going to help develop them? Because the more you develop your managers, the more your salespeople are going to get the advantage part in that, the more that they're going to be able to take their business by leaps and bounds when they have somebody who knows how to manage them. And then you take away that fear factor from managers, because most managers, their loan officers know pretty much as much as they do, but you take that fear factor away and go, and, you know, no, I know how to do this. I know how to help you. I know how we're going to grow our business. I know how we're going to do it as a team. So I think you have to start there. Most companies don't do that at all. Or if they've got a leadership skill, you'll see leadership colleges or leadership universities at companies, but they're more, I would say that they are more geared toward every part of leadership, whether it's processing operations or whatever it is, versus sales leadership, which I think is extraordinarily different. 
Leslie, I agree with what you're saying about sales leadership, how important that is. But I must tell you, and I know you've experienced this, the industry doesn't seem to value it. They make an investment in the loan officer and maybe the processor and the the back office side, but when it comes to teaching people how to manage, I never, I haven't seen a big swelling of interest in it. Why do you think that is? And do you think that's going to change? Wow, that's a great question, Pat. I, I think there's little interest in it because the results so far have been okay. Right. And so where the results, results are okay, it's like, why change it if it's working okay? So I think the biggest problem is they aren't seeing what it could be like. They haven't experienced that, so there's no appetite for it. Do I think it's going to change? Unfortunately, across the board, no. I'm very, very lucky to be with a company who sees the need for that. So I think, you know, we talked about trends in the industry and where I see the industry going. I think the companies that, again, start investing in their people as far as culture and start investing in that management training, especially that middle level that, you know, you start with those branch managers and the area managers, mm -hmm. and you start doing that, I think the wins that those companies will see will set a trend for tomorrow. So what is your thoughts on this issue of, there is a common thought, I mean, I do speak at a lot of MBA conferences and so forth, but the, the, you always hear the same old line about, well, if I invest in them and they're just gonna leave me and go to somebody else. I have a tendency to look at it the other way. I have a feeling that if I invest in people, they are more loyal to me. And if you're investing in the right way and you're developing the culture the right way, they are more loyal to me. I think when we start expecting them to leave and we have that expectation and we're not cultivating the right culture and the right relationships, then yeah, they're at risk. But I think that there's a way as managers that we can tell when our people are at risk. It's not that hard. And so I think that's part of the training program when you invest in people and you and you learn when someone starts to be into that at-risk category, you pay more attention to that and you learn how to manage around that. I think that's just part of it. So do you see going forward, again, kind of a redefinition of what is a career path within mortgage banking? And I'm talking about usually... When you're a loan officer, you're a loan officer, and then you become a branch manager, you're really just a loan officer that's given that title to justify the payout. Do you see that changing? I would hope it would. And here's what I think we need to do. I think we need to be better at deciding what those career path looks like. Um, and here's what I mean by that. We've got great loan officers and they are great producers. And instead of going, oh, let's just go ahead and put them into that management role. And that's what happened to me. I ended up becoming a, a really good producer and I got into the management role. Now, like I said, I stumbled through it, I figured it out and I ended up loving it. Not everyone loves it. So I think it needs to, when you're developing people and you're looking at them and you've got a good producer, do I develop them in a manager? Do you, am I doing some assessments to determine is that really what their career path needs to be? Or do I want to take them to the next level and the next level and the next level? Do I develop a team around them? Do I make them, do I help them double or triple their production? Is that where their heart is? I think it comes down to, we need to take ourselves, I'm talking about the companies out of the equation, and get to the heart of the matter of where our people are and help them determine 
what is the career path that you want? Not everyone is cut out for that management role, and we have made more mistakes doing that to people and injured more people in doing that and not help them get their desired dreams and goals and aspirations by putting them in a management role that they weren't fit for. Well, I agree with you 100%. And I can go on for hours about that exact topic. So but we only have a few minutes left. So what would be some of the takeaways that you want to share with our audience today about good sales training? You know, we talked about going back to the basics. But I would like to encourage every single loan officer, I'm reaching over first thing on my on my desk, I always have these little sayings every day. And you know what, my thing would be this, and if you can instill, if you're a trainer or a leader or whatever your role is in the company, if you can instill this into your sales teams, then you are a step ahead of most people. You know what, I'm hoping, this is my goal for my sales team, I want them to be blessed with more hope in their hearts than they can absolutely hold. I want them to use the overflow to fill them with the courage to do what they thought was impossible. So right now, you know, we've come off this high of a couple years, and I don't want to say our sales teams are discouraged, but I think they're thinking, is it possible for me to really build a good, solid business this year? I'm going to have to go back to the basics. How is that going to look like? And so as a trainer, as a manager, you have to instill confidence in your people. Bring them back to the basics. I don't care what that is for you. I know what basics are for me, and that's just, you know, that is the communication piece. You know, what are they communicating? What activities are doing? Are they sticking to a daily routine? Whatever the basics those look like for you, I think the trainer and the manager's job this year is you're the cheerleading team, and you've got to help your folks come over what confidence issues they have, going forward to know that they can build a business. I'm excited about this year, Pat. I tell you what, you know, in 2008, we saw the implosion of the you know, mortgage lending, but it was the greatest opportunity for true mortgage professionals. And that's what I'm seeing this year. This is the greatest opportunity for people if they'll just take hold of it. Well, that's great words to end with. And certainly, Leslie, I appreciate you sharing all of your thoughts today and your wisdom. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And I certainly appreciate you uh, spending time with us today. Thanks again, Leslie. Thank you so much, Pat. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.